fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. I am your host, Chris the Brain, and joining me, my co-host, the very busy Chad Cruz. Yeah, Brain, you you keep you, thanks for having me, by the way. But you keep talking about uh, how busy I am. But I've been trying to record this podcast for like ten days, and I just can't get a hold of you. Sometimes I don't know what's it's going me. on. Me, so it's me. You're going to yes. put this on me. That's not true at all. But what is hmm. true? Is we are going to be joined by the one and only Ryan Campbell back on the show. Yes, this was the, this was what I was excited for. I think when you told me that this was on the list, I was like, "Can I be on that one?" You're like, "Well, yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up." But and we should know, talk I'm about that. Miss, I'm not going to miss the Meg. We should talk about it because yeah, last time on the show, Chad, you had mentioned that the Meg Two trailer had just dropped, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, well, we should do something," you know, in anticipation. Uh, of the Meg 2 and we were thinking about Jaws or maybe one of the Jaws 2 or something and it's like well and you had the epiphany Chad that well what better movie to prepare us for the Meg 2 than the original the Meg so that's where we're at yeah it was either the Meg like this one we're talking about today or we're going to watch uh Megan which was a movie that came out recently oh yeah the the uh, creepy doll one is yeah, that, it's, but it's not about a shark, so no, no, no sharks in that one. Darn no, it, no, no, no shark. I, so yeah, we're we're not going to talk about uh, Meg, and we will talk about the Meg. But before we get into that, uh, you know, we've been hit hard with some uh, some big time losses. Uh, first and foremost, Chad, and it was a huge story here in Cleveland. Jim Brown, the the legendary Jim Brown, has passed away. It's a big hit, you know. There, there are certain actors out there. Certain, uh, you know. Obviously, he was a elite athlete before his acting started. But there are certain guys out there. You just, they just look like they're going to live forever. Uh, they just have that aura about them. But uh, you know, time's undefeated. That is right, and Jim <laughs> Jim Brown. I mean, starting with the Dirty Dozen, the Slaughter movies in the seventies. Uh, original gangsters um he's in mars attacks is he not one of your favorites yeah he's like the bodyguard dude and, and you know what uh from dust till dawn just like right um my oh shit not that one what no, is the other one no that's uh that's that's uh that's the hammer <laughs> that's the hammer fred the, the hammer who hates me um he hates you what happened there yeah everybody go to go to the uh bulletproofaction.com check out 10 things you didn't know about original gangsters and you could see or read fred the hammer call me stupid uh <laughs> cheap plug bulletproofaction.com but yeah the jim brown jim brown the greatest cleveland brown of all time and it's been all downhill ever since but he was the greatest there's a statue of him that, outside that of our that stadium. doesn't do justice to the player that he was by saying he was the greatest Cleveland Brown of all time. Well, one of the greatest running backs in yeah, general. Yeah, probably a little time. better. Yeah. yeah. And he was fireball for Pripe's sake. Yeah. Great the hair running in that movie. Yeah. So, he also I mean, just got a rough, a rough break of being at the top of his game and maybe the best football player right before the Super Bowl era started. So like right. a lot of his accolades and championships – technically count but just they just don't get talked about as much since it wasn't in the Super Bowl era like right before it and then another just I think a few days after that 
this one was a shocker because the man was not that old. Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Firefly himself. Wow. From G.I. Joe Retaliation, uh, The Punisher, although uh, Chad probably won't want to talk about that. But, I mean, mm. he just did uh, The Accident Man. Uh, both. He was in both, but I just, last time I saw him was in the sequel to The Accident Man, and he's excellent in those movies. That yeah, was he's shocker. actually been um, real big in the Star Wars community the last few years. He did a couple voices on Star Wars Rebels and actually plays like the main villain in the Ahsoka series that starts later this summer. I'm fairly sure all of his scenes were shot and everything was done. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, he was just at Celebration when they debuted the trailer for Ahsoka, I mean, a month and a half ago. And, um, you know, a lot of people were really excited about it. So I just did a rewatch of the entire Rome, Rome series that he was in for HBO mm-hmm. uh, just this past year. And uh, that's one of the shows like it, I don't know. There, there were certain things that I felt like it, it missed on back then. Um, but on the rewatch, it was just so much better than I remember. And, and Stevenson's probably the, you know, everyone's favorite character in the entire series. He's just so damn charming. So yeah, I mean, huge loss. I loved him in that pirate stars show that he was on and uh, cold skin is one of my favorites of his. That was a great movie, but yeah, just a, massive loss and so unexpected some of these you know you, someone's 90 years old like okay that's right. not a surprise but he was in his 50s 58 years old yeah, yeah. that's brain aren't what? you about about that uh, all right let's <laughs> that far too young and and last but not least this one most recently tina turner for heaven's sake Queen mad max beyond thunderdome we don't need another hero. We need Tina Turner to still be with us. Uh, that's that's sad. A legend, Chad Cruz. A legend. Yeah, I mean, everything that she attempted, she excelled at. You could say that for sure. And on pretty much every continent on the planet. And uh, yeah, just a largely life character for, for decades. And um, another massive surprise because she, you know, she wasn't like a a person who was uh, super out there uh, in the last, you know, several years. So it, it kind of came as an unexpected uh, death for, for people who kind of, I'm not saying forgotten about her, but um, had, you know, you listen to her music and it still sounds like new and still, yeah. it's still so good. Timeless. That, yeah. You're like, Oh shit, this song is 35 years old. Yeah. I mean, when she you know had that big comeback in the eighties, it's like, I remember my uncle was a pretty big Tina Turner fan. She was a, she was a trailblazer. Didn't they have a good um, documentary the last few years about her? Wonder. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because she had a tumultuous time, you know, with Ike Turner back in the day, and you know, she she got it all. And yeah, they did that movie about her too. With Angela Bassett played Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? So Tina Turner, an icon. Jim Brown, Ray Stevenson very sad they come in threes though they say and it was definitely true uh in the since the last time we recorded a podcast there's been probably i don't know millions of deaths since more than i I understood but not too many from shark attack that's true that's a very good point 
Thank you very much, Ryan Campbell, because we are going to get into it right now. That's what we're here for. We're talking about the Meg. Now, the Meg 2 will be released later this summer. And this is kind of the unofficial kickoff of summer. So let's uh, make people not want to go to the beach. And let's talk about the Meg, which was released on August 10th, 2018. Directed by John Turtletop, who, what a interesting <laughs> and varied filmography he has. Uh, that's his a very sign, first that's a sign of a, of a really talented individual. His first movie, and I have seen this movie. It is one of the it was one of the Barbarian Brothers films. Uh, Think Big, where they play truckers. I almost actually covered that most recently, but. Uh, ended up not doing that but you never know i might come back to it uh three ninjas i know Love you guys it. are fans yep. what about the great cool runnings another classic a I classic anytime my cousin would wear that vhs tape out watching cool runnings all the time i mean john it. candy anything with john candy and i'll watch a million times and then the national treasure movies like big time movies chad i guess oh, cool yeah. runnings I... got him in good with disney and then Disney rotation you're you're golden yeah it's it's funny because when I when I read his name I was like who and then I went and looked at his filmography and I was like oh my goodness there are so many of these movies that I love I mean you didn't mention one that I think is probably my favorite in this list and that's a phenomenon with uh, John Travolta oh yeah Kira Sedgwick and Forrest Whitaker just a that was a movie that that got watched in my household a lot when I was uh you know younger in my teenage years probably but yeah he just such an eclectic background of movies and now he's doing a massive uh blockbuster about a shark indeed uh and uh movie begins we get to see a deep sea rescue mission in the philippine trench uh we see jonas for the first time and that is played by none other than jason statham and i believe this is our first jason statham movie we've ever talked about here on, on the bulletproof podcast wow really so that's, a, that's another name to cross off our list of why no transporter no cranked nothing like no that. so yeah thank you ryan campbell because the the diehard jason statham fans would be like how the hell is the meg <laughs> the first jason statham movie you're covering but it, it just happens that way sometimes folks uh so he's he gets inside this sub that is apparently not functioning properly because there's big problems and they're going to find out there's going to be some even bigger problems. Uh, there's some survivors, fortunately, but as Jonas is is helping one of the survivors, something is just bashing the side of the hull of this submarine Chad Cruz, and it's something. It's got to be huge to be able to do a nuclear sub. Those things, they're meant for a. Uh, they're battle tested. How? What's happening out there, Chad Cruz? What? Uh, whatever it is, it's not good. Let's put no. it that way. And you know, when things like that happen, you know, decisions have to be made, right? And you you typically look at the person who's in charge, and they have to, uh, you know, they they have the responsibility to uh, to make these calls. And uh, whether Jonas is in charge or not, I don't I don't remember. But uh, but his buddies, even his like his best friends, are trapped. Yeah, and he. He had to make the tough call. Yeah, it was basic. It was not the Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, either we all go home or none of us do. He made the call like, okay, some of us can go home, but all of us cannot. So it's either some of us go or we all die. So that he went sound, with. That doesn't sound as good. 
No, but it's a little more authentic. I mean, that's how these people are trained. Like these, it's no different than deep sea divers or national guard yeah. or coast guard people. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, save as many as you can and the rest you, you know, leave to the sea kind of thing, but it doesn't help anybody for them to stay in the name them all die. Right. They would have all been dead. So yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if you have you seen any of those. Uh, you know, there's a million documentaries about people who climb these massive mountains, and it's kind of a similar mentality. You know, like you go up there knowing that, you know, you may not make it back, and you don't want to be the one to drag everybody else with you. So at times you have to leave someone behind. Yeah. I, no, I have not seen those documentaries because I'm too busy watching uh, Think Big with the Barbarian Brothers. Uh, but yeah, so the choice is made. People have lost their lives. Uh, Jonas did save, I think, 11 people, though. So that's pretty damn good. Um, and the movie then jumps forward five years. And we see the Mano One Research Station, which is 200 miles off the Chinese coast. And uh, Ryan Campbell, from beet farmer to billionaire. <laughs> What is going on? Morris shows up. That's right. Played by Rain Wilson. And this was like, uh, I guess, you know, short, it was still pretty high on his. He was still coming off of The Office. That was the, obviously what he's most known for. So um, there's a little bit of it in there. You can kind of see he's definitely playing it from a comedic angle. Um, but yeah, billionaire, uh, philanthropist or investor, um, kind of ultra, you know, CEO type isn't exactly where he would usually be, but he definitely gets to flex some of his uh, comedic muscle, but yeah, he's a hugger. Um, unfortunately has to, you know, can't speak Chinese and I'll just say about the whole movie in a whole, this was kind of around that time, uh, 2015 to late 2000, uh, and well, I guess we were the teens where there was a lot of uh, investment going into Western films from the Chinese market. And some movies hit it a little better than others. Um, some it got you know pretty bad, but I think this one pulled it off pretty nicely. It kind of makes sense in the whole the way that the oceanic kind of making it work with that. So I think they did a pretty good job behind it. Again, some other films around this time uh, did not do a good job, like trans that one Transformers movie that's like the whole thing's in China. Um, so they do a pretty good job. Just as a side note of of that whole kind of area right now of Tencent and all that kind of getting into the movie production business. So. Uh, Morris gets the tour of this facility and it's a, it's an amazing facility. It doesn't look so right away, but once you get into it, man, it is state of the art, high tech. This thing is awesome. Yeah. Um, but they, they would say that this thing's really got an ass on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. The deeper uh, you get, the more there is. Yeah. There you go. How do we Blacker compare the, the berry, the food. sweeter, the juice. There you go. Well, we meet the doctor in charge of this, or, you know, scientist Zhang. He's got his daughter, Su Yin. His granddaughter, Mei Ying, is there because it's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we start meeting the staff. Uh, we got Mac. We got DJ. We got Jax, played by Ruby Rose, and Dr. Heller, who's kind of a little bit of a heel at some at, at points. But we'll get to that. It, um, it sounds Max, Mac, DJ, Jax, and Dr. Heller sound like a... Street Fighter Part 7 or something. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I could see that. Mac now thinks that the what is believed to be the world's deepest trench is even deeper. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. And they've got a team out in their little 
uh, submarine type gimmick. I don't know what it really is. It's very GI Joe like some of these. Uh, yeah. Roles. Um, which is okay with me. Uh, so yeah, they're they're gonna check out if this theory is true. That means we need. That means it's insertion time, Chad Cruz. Hell yeah. <laughs> with Lori, the wall, and Toshi. That sounds like a late. Uh, 90s WCW lineup. <laughs> yeah, it does. Pull out all the names here. So, and Toshi's got... the guy from Heroes. Yeah, that's Remember right. That and nothing else that I can think of. Uh, I never saw it, but I'm aware of the show. Oh, I, I got another one for you. He was in Austin Powers, the original Austin Powers, when what he points he... out the Godzilla that's storming. Oh, that's... Ah, but it's not. That's him. Stereotypical. Don't ask role. me why. That just came to my mind. There you go, Ryan Campbell. You've you've just earned your spot on the show this time, just from that reference. I just try to bring because you know what? You. Some of these people on our website, if you don't mention every fucking movie somebody's been in, they will leave a goddamn comment about it. Well, I got oh. news for all you people. Go fuck yourselves. How about that? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I didn't see every goddamn movie ever made, so I can't reference that two jackasses that were in this fucking movie I'm talking about were also in that fucking movie, all right? Go fuck yourselves. All right. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, man. Oh, DJ. He controls the, the remote <laughs> rover from the station. DJ doesn't really seem like he's into this whole deep sea situation, and that's going to come out as we go. Um, yeah, how, wait, wait, how does DJ even get a job here? Yeah. There's, there had always, to been... there's always one guy in these movies that just does not want to be there. You had like LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. There's always one that's just like, you know, you got to wonder. Like, they're like, I can't swim or they're afraid of water or something like that. But, always but well, the interview the process. Fr- we, we talked about Jaws. <laughs> we were going to talk about Jaws, the sheriff of this beach community was afraid of the water. Didn't want to go. Yeah, but he's not the party. sheriff of the ocean. He, that's a beach community. He, he, he pretty much. Sheriffs, he sheriffs the land area. Mm. Well, things might happen in the water, Chad, and he might have to go in. And that's what exactly what happened. And he had to overcome his fear. But we're not talking about Jaws. We're talking about the Meg. Where were, Ryan Campbell, you were saying something. <laughs> Weren't you? I was talking about how there's always one person in these movies yeah, that doesn't gotcha. like the water, but I believe I finished my point. I didn't really have much else to add to that thought. You don't. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. The, your point has been made. Uh, so yeah. What? Yeah. They know? send down that freaking Rover. The Rover. Uh, the Rover yeah, like, doesn't, doesn't rove long. Eh, it's just down there. <laughs> it gets knocked out and DJ, uh, something's happened to the Rover. And suddenly, some something's going to happen to Lori and her crew because they're under attack. And it's panic. And the video from inside the cockpit says, Jonas was right. Jonas was right. What the hell? Now they're screwed up. They're down and out. They got 18 hours to live before their, their oxygen runs out. So desperate times, Chad Cruz, call for yeah. desperate measures. They do indeed. And, and you know... Everyone's screaming and crying that they have 18 hours to live. That's at best, right? Right. That's if whatever's attacking them doesn't continue to attack them and they, they just leave them alone. But 
but they are running out of oxygen. And, and the fact that Jonas was mentioned a couple of times here, the, uh, it, it's kind of, it's time to call for the man at this point. So they go to Thailand, they find Jason Statham just kind of hanging out, drinking beer every day. Yeah. Uh, sounds pretty awesome actually. Uh, cruising around yeah. this boat, letting we, everybody we briefly, else do all the work. Yeah. We kind of briefly skipped over some context there though, that when they, after the event where Jonas couldn't save everybody, he was very critical. People were very critical of his decision-making. They think that he lost his cool and left men to die. You know, they didn't believe him when he told the story of this giant thing that had sunk the, the, uh, sub. So, you know, in typical fashion, like these movies, people don't listen to him, and he's now disgraced. And that's why he's drunk on a beach in Thailand. Yeah. It hasn't gone down. It hasn't done a dive since that fateful day. Uh, we got the Thai cover of Tony Basil's Mickey, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, but uh, Mac and, and Zang are the one who go to find Jonas and they convince him at first. He's very reluctant but once they show him that video of Lori, he's all about it because Lori, he had a relationship with Lori. It's his ex-wife, Chad Cruz. Yeah, most men would would be thrilled to leave her down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know so I mean? you know it. You knew there was a, at least some sort of amicable split between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been like, thank God. He's like, <laughs> let's drink some more. Uh, Serves her right. I don't have to pay alimony anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, he he was very concerned. And uh, while that's going on, the wall gets the auxiliary power going. And this is a point you brought up earlier, Chad, because, you know, that thing was they were attacked once. What's to stop them from being attacked again? Yeah. And once the lights come on on their craft, it, here it comes again. Another attack. And this time, Lori is seriously injured. So now time is running out for her in more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, the uh the the injury makes things worse of course, but you're running out of oxygen, you're you're at the bottom of the deepest trench uh on the entire planet. So, there's a lot of things going against them right now, but but luckily um Jason Statham's on his way and you that think, makes everything better. You know, the Meg 2 is called the Meg 2, the trench I'm assuming we're going back to this deepest trench ever. You think or the th- trench is coming to us. Oh, oh shit. Well, that's one that we'll get to it a little bit later in this one, but this movie does a pretty good job of laying some seeds and setting up uh, a future, you know, universe or sequel films about all these different larger than life animals that live down here below this sea level. So they did a good job kind of setting it up. So I wasn't surprised to have a, a sequel, but yeah, I assume that we'll be seeing a lot more creatures than just the Meg in the second, in the sequel. All right. Well, back at, at Mana one, uh, you know, Heller is talking and he was actually one of the people who was saved by Jonas five years earlier, but he did not agree with his decision making um, and think doesn't believe that there was a anything attacking the sub. Uh, he just thinks that Jonas flipped out, you know, lost it and made a bad, bad decision. So he's talking shit uh, to Su Yin, I believe. Uh, but Su Yin's like, all right, well, you know, I'm, we're not going to wait for this madman then this, this potentially unstable human being. I'm going to go in and I'm going to tow them out with the glider gimmick. Um, because now we also learn Chad that that attack now there's a leak and that oxygen is going out 
quicker than expected. Yeah, I mean, things just keep getting worse for these guys down there. I mean, you got three people stuck in a, a you know, a closet space down at the bottom of this trench. And uh, yeah, you're running out of air. You got a leak. You got big ass fish trying to kill you. There's not a lot of good things happening right now. But luckily, uh, my girl, Lee Bing Bing, is on her way. Cheers oh. to her. Cheers to her indeed. And uh, Jonas gets to, to Mano One. He has to have a little bit of a physical before they send him in and kind of has some words with his old buddy Heller. Um, and then it has to remind him, though, that they are in international water so he could legally beat the shit out of them if he wanted to, <laughs> which is a great line. I, that was definitely a, a fun part there. Uh, and then Jonas is ready to go. And kind of Brian Campbell, you could see, which, you know, obviously five years ago has not left his mind because there's a little trepidation before he goes goes for it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, in instances like that, especially when the adrenaline's pumping in the aftermath and you have everybody telling you, not believing you, telling you you messed up, that you start to believe them and you start to kind of question, like, did I remember that correctly? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was losing it. So I think at this point, you know, he's pretty much lost confidence in himself. So he's, he's doubting himself. He's thinking, you know, maybe that was my fault. Maybe those people did die because of me. Um, but he's got to get past it because, you know, he's got to get down there and, and save his, his people. I would have liked, uh, I'm going to rebook something real quick, brain. Please do. This is just a very simple thing. And you That's don't have why to people spend... listen to this show. Yeah. You don't have to spend much time with this, but we, we just kind of, we kind of just caught up with Jonas after like a five year, uh, downward spiral effect that he's had and he's landed in Thailand and he's been drinking heavily and, and, and they rush out there to find him. They only have 18 hours of course. And they rush out there to find him and, and they talk him into coming back to help them. I would have liked for maybe a, a moment or two where he's trying to sober up. They're handing him coffee, he's chugging coffee and uh, he's got a headache cause he's hung over and he's just like very irritable. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Stay them to the max. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. All right. I, That's I, it. That yeah. was simple. It was a very s- simple and slight change, but it could have made all the difference. Um, yeah. They did that Independence Day. Yes, absolutely. Just like an Independence Day. You're feeding them coffee to sober them up before they put them in a jet fighter. And That's you perfect. Can check out our uh, Independence Day episode in the Bulletproof Podcast Archives. Uh, so Su Yin is there. She gets in a toe position, uh, but something bumps her out of the way. And what you kind of mentioned a little bit uh, just moments ago, Ryan Campbell, there's more than just giant sharks down here because there's a giant freaking squid. And this thing is going to crush her like nobody's business. Um, but then now we see crunch. Now we see the freaking Meg. And every not we everybody sees this thing because it's on the on the video. Jonas is not crazy. There is a giant freaking shark, a megalodon, if you will, the Meg for those in the know. And uh, you know, Jonas tells you, you better go back. He makes it to Lori's ship, gets Lori out, gets the wall out, 
But once again, it's almost like a freaking five-year-ago flashback Chad Cruz. But this yeah. time, he doesn't have to make the decision. Toshi makes it for him. Right. And, it, you know, it's one of those moments early on in the film where we get uh, a character sacrificing himself. And, uh, you know, he, he saves people in, in the process, which is great. And, and the character's not in the movie very long, but he writes his letter and he puts it in his buddy's pocket and and basically just kind of leaves himself there as fish food. But, uh, yeah, it helps everybody else get the time to get out. Yeah, he definitely knew that there was a very good possibility he was not making it back and uh, wrote that letter to his wife. Um, you know, and but once they get back, you know, Su Yin, who had to hear Heller's bullshit from earlier, I think that kind of stuck with her. And she starts accusing Jonas of leaving Toshi there. Doesn't you know, she doesn't know the, the situation. She's upset that her, her friend is dead. Uh, so it all makes sense. Um, but it's actually Heller who apologizes to Jonas. Um, and Jonas says, you know, you can make this good. Just make sure you save Lori. We'll be even if you do that. So I bet, Heller, he, I bet he did after he saw that giant Meg on the screen. Yeah. He's gotten, yeah. If he didn't apologize, he would be the biggest jackass in the movie. Uh, but we'll find out who that is as we go on. Uh, <laughs> Suyin interrupts. Oh yeah, here here's a situation. Now, I know he was been in Thailand drinking a lot. Yeah, he also had to be doing some serious workouts. He wasn't just sitting there drinking beers all day. Yeah, he's he's, he's in he's in phenomenal it. he's in phenomenal condition. Uh, something that Suyin takes note of. Oh yeah, Suyin. You know, I don't know which one who was wetter him or her after he got out of that shower but he steps out you know for all for all to see and uh su yin's blushing man you know can what? you blame her brain no no he was a it, you loved it didn't you uh could you imagine if it was our friend jean-claude van damme Oof, he Jesus. would have he would have had like, would have a been, zoom in he would have been doing the helicopter like Ric Flair. <laughs> I think she said to him, I want to see you in me. Oh, very nice. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they have a little conversation. Oh, I'll let you get dressed. But, you know, she leaves and she takes a, she takes a little peek through the window. Oh, yeah. Who she, wouldn't? She, I mean, you know, we all would. <laughs> so <laughs> now we go to a briefing about the Megalodon. It's probably 70 to 90 feet is real freaking big uh morris though he's like let's let's proceed let's uh let's you know you could start seeing the how this man became a billionaire chad because it's all science it's all about making money how did he become a billionaire though because he's he makes a lot of bad decisions when you're a billionaire you can afford that ask tony khan I mean, yeah, but you have to I, get the money yeah. somehow. But like the wealthiest. Well, maybe like Tony right Khan, now. his dad is the one who's really the billionaire, and he just gets to have fun. And like, I like oceans. I don't know. Chad Cruz, the most wealthiest person on the planet, spent forty-four billion dollars for Twitter. So I, I, I think that, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. establishes the, the questionable decision making of billionaires. Yeah, he's yeah. Good point, Ryan Cannon. I don't know if that uh, was for money, though. That was for something else, I'd say. So, uh, you, you know, more like we need to we need to go after this giant freaking shark because there we 
you know. But Jonah's like, you know, we there's not a no scenario where it's man versus Meg and it's not a slaughter. And it's a slaughter for the man. You know, that we're gonna die. It's basically we're gonna die. Foreshadowing. What are you doing? So it is a little foreshadowing. And while that's, you know, they're having the, the grownups are having a conversation. Mei Ying is playing off somewhere and there's all kinds of, you know, windows all throughout the, the facility. So you can look at the, the sea life, the ocean life. That's what they're there for. Uh, and she comes face to face with the Meg and uh, she thinks a, a, a monster is watching them and, and she ain't wrong. No, no, it's frightening. To be honest, imagine really being that far, that deep, and just seeing everything. Ah, that's not that's not for me. And seeing their whale friends get eaten—that's not nice. They, they no. named those whales. That's right. They were like pets. It's like when we were kids, and my grandpa had cows, and he named we named them all, and then he would have them killed <laughs> and give us all the meat. How'd they taste? What's his, uh, what's his beef Delicious. prices, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, Chad Cruz is all about getting a bunch of beef. Dude, I got beef for days. <laughs> we had one of those giant freezers in our basement that was just filled with meat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell yeah. That's, that's Chad Cruz. That's Chad Cruz. Meat uh, is my love language. I know it is. Um, so the, we find out the Meg escaped through this thermal tunnel gimmick is what I have here. Yeah, uh, whatever. Just say whatever. You know, there's a lot of that in this movie. We're like, yeah, we got this pod that that'll go down real far. Okay, whatever. When yeah. they blasted out to save Lori and the crew, their blast created a temporary tunnel. That the Did it, or was it just through. a natural phenomenon? Isn't that what uh, old Ruby Riot said, or whatever her name is? Ruby Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Her character is kind of strange. There's there's She's a few of the characters. Strange. They don't seem to fit in. You're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, That's know. the beauty of the Meg. It toes the line so well of camp <laughs> and logic. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, how many of us have <laughs> are experts in this field? None. So you could say anything and I'd be like, eh, yeah. that's probably right. I don't know. And that's it. it in that way, it kind of reminds me of Armageddon. Where it's like, we're right. going to drill into this asteroid. We're going to put explosive. I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess instead it's... Of, instead of training astronauts how to drill, yes. it was easier to train drillers to be astronauts. Yeah, dude. Way easier. <laughs> Which Ben Affleck says on the commentary to Michael Bay of the movie. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good... Classic. Like, That's one yeah, of the best commentaries. Affleck's like drunk yeah. off his ass during the commentary session. He's just telling Michael Bay how stupid his movie is. Well, he may not have been wrong, but it was it was fun. It was it a was fun, fun movie. Oh, as yeah. as was as was this movie. Uh, There's so, a place for that in this world. There really is. Yeah, everything doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Uh, you could just have fun for an hour and a half, two hours. Like, have you just seen the trailer for yourself. Oppenheimer? My gosh, that looks like a just pretentious snooze fest. <laughs> Take I'm that! Gonna, I'm gonna go see Barbie. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> <laughs> you fools all right so uh you know now it's basically time for a shark hunt because they're the ones responsible for this thing swimming out there for the world to now deal with so they better go and 
this the Meg ain't wasting any time, Chad Cruz. It's already taken out people. But fortunately, in a little bit of you deserved it, first target is a shark poacher's boat. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh ironic, huh? Mm-hmm. Like that. Don't Apropos. Got more than you were expecting for chumming out your boat there. <laughs> yeah, chums. You know chums of the Meg, I'll tell you that. Right. All right. Wouldn't wouldn't the sunlight like hurt its eyes or something? I don't know, Chad Cruz. What are they? Vampires? I don't know. They're like in a trench, like in a middle think of the earth. Sharks aren't really known for great eyesight already. They mainly use, you know, those little dots under their nose and echolocation and all those other things. So I don't think eyesight's too Maybe. much of a concern. I uh, I'll accept that. Thank you. Uh, don't you ever watch Shark Week? I was gonna no that and that's exactly what uh, yeah but Morris sharks yeah but those sharks aren't in a deepest trench you know what I mean like you know it's like animals that are in caves like once you get so far down there's no light anyway so at that point you're just you know you're just bragging about how deep you can go (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure regular sharks can already go deep enough that there's not much light I don't recall ever bragging about that. You ever talk to a shark? <laughs> For good reason, Chad Cruz. There's very good reason. You can only say so much about how deep you can go. Yep. Uh, yep. Balls deep? All right, let's go into... <laughs> let's... What? What is happening on this program? Uh, so, yeah. Is there a Britney in this movie? Oh, geez. Okay, so Shark Week... As mentioned uh, by Morris, because he's like, well, why don't we just put a tracker on this thing and then we'll know where it's going. We don't have to like follow the the destruction. We'll, we can get there and, and hopefully prevent destruction. Uh, but, you know, putting the tracker is not going to be the easiest thing. But Su Yun believes, you know, if a single person just goes near it, he's, the Meg's not going to feel threatened by a, a single person. So that's that possible. You know, it's possible. It's it, it, Why would it feel threatened by this little thing? It'd be like if a little fish flew, swam by. Is it going to go after it? Probably not. So Jonas, of course, is the one who's going to go in. Um, and wouldn't you know, Chad Cruz, it works. First time. One shot. He's got it. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Too easy, one might say. I know I was like, well, that was real easy. <clears throat> but then when they're reeling them back in, that vibration of the, the real uh, shit. Now the Meg's like, what the hell's that? And he's like basically a big ass fishing lure at this point. Yeah. And you know, he's the worm on the hook and the Meg comes after him and we get our one of many close calls in this movie. Oh my gosh. And Jonas always seems to be a, you know, front and center for all these calls. And every time someone comes up with a, a good idea, it always ends up that he has to do it, which is insane. Well, I mean, we talked earlier about this cast of characters. I don't think there's anybody else in that boat that we would even feasibly believe could swim or even do any of these things. So to the reason, if you're if you're on that boat, you're looking around at the options you have. Yeah, it's going to fall on him. Yeah, I could see that. Um, But you know what? With that said, Su Yin, and this was kind of ridiculous, and I'm going to. So they have this polycarbonate shark cage. Yep. So now that they've got the tracker, now they're going to also try to poison the Meg. And Su Yin, with her extensive shark knowledge, 
mm-hmm. is the one who's like, okay, this one I have to do. I know the weak point on a shark. So she's going to go in, chum in the water, immediately bring some of these tiny eight foot sharks, but they clear out because here comes the Meg. And what is this unknown to any normal <laughs> lay person point of entry? She goes for the freaking eye. No the eye shit. Like the size of a, a monster truck tire. No shit. The eye. Gorilla Monsoon taught me anything in this godforsaken world. It's that no matter how big and strong you are, you get a thumb to the eye, you're screwed. So the same would apply to a giant shark. You shove something in the eye, and that's a weak point. It's a weak point on every living creature that has a freaking eyeball. But thank God we had Su Yin, scientist, to do it. 12 years of school for her to figure that out. Give me a break. No, it doesn't break the cage. But that's a problem. Because the Meg could just swallow the whole freaking cage if it wanted to. And it wants to, Chad Cruz. But who doesn't want the shark to swallow that cage? Our boy Jonas. No, here goes Jonas once again having to save people. It's, it's, it seems to be all that he does. And, and um, I mean, I, I wish... I could think of a movie out there where there's like more heroic character. Like I'm like thinking, rat, racking my brain, trying to think of uh, a movie where a character is like from beginning to end, basically does everything correctly. And is like, he's even like, he even saved his ex-wife. Superman. <sighs> Matt Damon. Yeah, Super, Superman was kind of like a, he was kind of a pussy, though, you know. What did you just say? Ooh, it's geez. true. What Shut is down the podcast? <laughs> Why would you say that? It's How true, so? dude. Because Why? Lois Lane was right there, like, you know, sweating him hard, and he was just like, eh. He was all scared. Nah, Jonas, man, Jonas. Talk about do chum you, in the water. Do you know what Superman could do to a woman? What you tell me? What I mean, if I remember this discussion from Mallrats, yeah, no, he would have he could have potentially killed her. He was doing the heroic thing there as well because if he gave her what she wanted, she'd be split in half. I got news. (laughs) Don't have to know that for a fact. You don't have to be Tonyan to be a gentleman, Chad. She'd be split in half, or she'd have a, a. hole through the top of her head because something would just are you are you saying that superman's a virgin i'm saying it's it's okay if he is i'm just he probably at that point wasn't sure i'm sure he learned how to control it after some time or maybe he was banging kryptonian women i don't know that's why you get those egyptian maybe wonder woman and him hooked up but wonder woman she's not kryptonian but she's an amazonian you got to get those Egyptian cotton sheets that are lined with kryptonite. Oh. That's how you. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh, that good job, Ryan Campbell. Thank, thankfully, someone here has some knowledge of uh, Kryptonian sheets. All right. So yeah, as you said, uh, you know. But meanwhile, the the Meg is pulling this bo- the boat. It's it's a bad situation altogether because it's all connected. So 
Jax goes overboard. Suyin's losing oxygen. The crane is being ripped off. They got another crane, though, so they set a trap. And once again, another freaking close call, this time with Jonas and Suyin. They even kind of tease a little Suyin death. Are we going to get another dead one? I don't know. No. The answer Probably. is no. Not yet. No. Not He's yet. He's going to be a stepdad eventually by the end of this thing. So. So, so they caught. And now it appears, though, Chad, that they've caught the Meg. Yeah. Good job. I mean. Uh, and it seemed very early in the movie well, for this. Good job. There's, yeah, there's several things in this movie that, you know, you see the Megalodon. Megalodon? <laughs> Hold on a That's second. a whole no. different movie. It's a whole different movie. <laughs> what what version of this did you see? Because he had a towel on in the version that I saw. It wasn't the Chinese version. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Anywho. So, yeah, you see the Meg early on, which, you know, you think about other shark movies, the, the really popular and super good ones. Um, you know, they don't they don't kind of spoil that right away so this movie kind of shows you the meg really early and then you, they capture it quickly they're always kind of evading it the shark's like super badass but it really hasn't killed hardly anybody at this point so once it's captured they're like okay i have a bad feeling that this thing is going to break free and murder half the population right and it just might it might, and you know, of course, Morris is there declaring, like, look what we did, what a scientific discovery. This is going to make me money. And Zang is like, I don't know, this isn't good. Uh, and uh, uh oh, but wait, that was a little Meg because here comes another one, and this thing's even bigger. Chad Cruz, oh man, these big ass Megs, they just keep showing up. It's a good swerve, that was a really good swerve. Yeah, bro. They've, they even got the part where they're all like standing next to it, taking pictures. And right. You know, oh yeah. The walls going, like put your put your yeah like yeah. We're all going. Oh, it's gonna wake up and snap. You know that's what they're, yeah. they're clearly leading us all to that. And then, boom, swerve. Here comes the bigger one. Jumps right out. Destroys the entire boat. That's, that's a big mistake from the movie. Like you know how a lot of movies like that second weekend they're out. They'll put new commercials out and they just give away so much shit from the movie like the second weekend this movie was out they put the new commercial out and they showed that that part like oh, the, they were jumping out so like they totally ruined do you not want remember, to like, make money yeah i remember after it first came out that being one of the moments that people were talking about was like how well it was done how you know nobody saw it coming and then they give it away in the commercials but it was a great i'm glad i got to see it before i saw that commercial i Thank, thankfully yes <laughs> you should you should Sorry, I'm already laughing. You should have seen the twist in Megalodon. <laughs> Was there an even bigger one that came out of nowhere? Oh, it came oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Multiple times. And it made others do so as well. Right, Did Chad? it also shoot up through someone's head? <laughs> oh, my. Sorry. That was from the movie Load Warrior starring Peter North, but uh, that's an old school one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so know that. that's right. That, that's a deep cut. Wall is dead. The boat capsizes, as one might assume, when a giant freaking shark basically comes in and takes a Brief bite out of the other yeah. Meg that you had hooked up to your freaking boat. Uh, they're probably gonna need a bigger boat. No, classic. Uh, Zhang yeah, is badly injured. 
Um, Heller and Jax are out in the water, and this is where Heller really redeems himself. Because again, he was kind of an asshole at the beginning, um, but he sacrifices himself so Jax uh, can make it back. So rest in peace, Doctor Heller. You may have saved yourself. You may be Doctor Heavener now uh, <laughs> because of your good deed there at the end of your life. Um, they got the little raft gimmicks, or uh, are they rafts? They have motors on them. But they're still, they kind of reminded me of the, again, Cobra had that, I had a Cobra boat with the little motor. Yeah, what do they call them in Call of Duty? Is it like a jib or something? I don't remember. I don't know. Chad Cruz, this is where we we defer to your military expertise. Uh, Well, I wasn't in the Navy, so how the fuck should I know? (laughs) You don't cross-learn different things, so you know, you can... Yeah, cross pollination. No. All right. Well, Chad Cruz is—it's the thing that Cobra had. It was a blue boat, and it had a freaking—it looked like a raft, but it had a motor on it, and it was real cool. I liked it. Um, Morris now has called in some reinforcements because this man has money, and so we've got helicopters and stuff coming, and all this. Uh, Zhang does have a heart to heart with Suyin. Basically, kind of a poly, you know, he was kind of uh, real demand, I guess, demanding father. Expected a lot of his daughter. And then. As most Asian fathers tend to. It's kind of. Then he did. So he's gone. So, but they had their, they had their moment where they, they were, he was able to say what he wanted to say to his daughter. He should never have a heart to heart with someone in the movie because then you die immediately after. So right. just. Like I'm not saying anything to you right no. now, and and, and it, it if life imitates art, just never have a heart to heart ever with anyone. Agreed. But if you're listening, you could die from it, based <laughs> on what if movies are tell us anything, you could die from it. Yeah, never share anything. Just listen to podcasts. Yeah, listen to this one on repeat as often as you can. Uh so, so they get back research on the boat name. And so far it is called a boat. Thank you. Hmm. Ryan Cable. Um, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll keep checking and get back to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we get back to the, the man of one. Mei Ying is there to greet her mom. Very happy that her mom's come back. Uh, but then ha- she has to break the news to her about her grandfather. Um, and yeah, so Jonas is there. He's checking on her. Make sure, you know, obviously she just lost her dad. Um, Morris is, Morris comes in, announces, Hey, I've called all the necessary governments around. They're all aware that there's a giant freaking shark that could kill everyone. So it's, it's in their hand. They're going to figure out what to do because they obviously have more resources than we have. So we're going to have an evacuation ship here tomorrow. They'll pick you up. Thank you, everyone. We did it. What a smart reasoned response from someone in one of these movies. And typically they would be like, no, I can just handle this myself internally and have all the money and get all the glory. Like that's, that's a refreshing take for, for a person in a film or character. Hold that thought, Ryan Campbell, because when the event, so now Jonas is missed. He's just checking on everybody, Chad. Like he's, he's the ultimate hero. 
Now he's got to go check on Lori. Oh, and Lori's like, oh, I heard you. Yeah. And Su- yeah, I heard Su Yin took a look at your Megalodon earlier. Uh, and <laughs> I my think, blessing. Uh, yeah, let her have it because Lord knows we weren't good together, but you're a good man nonetheless. We just weren't well, you- right for one another. We're both right. good people. We just weren't a good fit together. So, ah, uh, go at And then there's Mei Ying. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> mommy wants your penis. So everything's yep. good. If you remember, though, Brain, Lori uh, received an injury, a wound, if you will. Wound, and, I mean, that's one more hole. What? What? Oh. <laughs> what? That's I'm not tracking with that one. <laughs> he was doing so well, and then he just brought that yeah. one up. I, that was for Brain. No, it's just for me and Brain. What? Okay. Uh, what is more? Now, though... <laughs> Ryan Campbell, you may want to retract what you said moments ago because Morris seems to be up to something. He, he's got his men coming out. They're going to kill the Meg with these depth charge gimmicks that really aren't depth charges, but they're like depth charges. Oh, man. So he didn't even call the, the authorities? I don't what think so. Jerk. I don't Come think on. so. And I won't ask Chad what these things that aren't really depth charges are called because he no. wasn't in the fucking Navy. All right? You're so bombs, we're moving dude. on. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. So they blow up this thing. They think they've killed the Meg because this was a giant thing in the water on their sonar, I assume. So they blow this thing up. Aha, we did it. There's now all the sharks, all the regular size sharks come. Oh, they're feeding these. What a what a crew. What an animal. It's just like, oh, you're dead. Well, we may as well benefit from it. They're just feeding. Ocean's uh, wild. Then they realize, oh, wait, that wasn't a freaking Meg. That was a big-ass whale. Oh, those whale people are going to be on his ass. That's the least of his worries. But there's really no time for that because bye-bye, Morris. He's on the the, the carcass, the floating carcass, and uh, the Meg gets him. Oh, it's like every time this movie kills a bad per- a good person, they kill a bad person. It's just like yeah, it's yeah balance. Even Steve, I like when he was like, "Give me one of those teeth. I'm gonna make a necklace out of it." Oh yeah, and they're like, "It ain't got no teeth." Right, that's how they knew it was a whale. And I mean, even if it had teeth, what would that thing would that tooth would be very big? It'd be a big necklace. Yeah, he'd be. People find them. People find them on the beach. Megalodon. He'd be uncomfortable. Teeth. Yeah. They're like fossils at this point, but people yeah. find them still. All right, well, I'll Google that too. That's kind of. I'm but this one's super deep in the trench, Brian. Come on, you know how super, deep this thing was. Super deep, super crazy deep, deep. deepest mm. trench ever. Deepest trench ever. Mono one a tunnel. Yeah, a thermal tunnel. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Those th- a tooth a loose tooth is not going to be able to go up from the deepest trench through a thermal tunnel and wash up on a beach. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, how is this tooth propelling itself? Unless something eats it and like barfs it up and shoots up through the thermal tunnel. There you go. You know. Uh, so now the, the mono one team, they figured out, okay, that dumbass didn't call anybody. He said he was a lion sack of shit is what he was. 
So now we have got to kill this thing because we can't and we can't call. We'd be like, hey, everybody. Hey, Chinese government. Bunch of randos out here. Uh, there's some uh, there's a giant shark. They'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Wouldn't they say that? They'd say it in Mandarin or, or something, but I don't know what that sounds like. I'd have to ask John Cena. He's fluent. That's uh, true. So they uh, like, we got to kill this ourselves. So when that evacuation ship comes, we're just going to take that thing and we're going to start a plan and we're going to figure out what we need to do because this thing is going to hit the highly populated Sanya Beach. Ooh. And boy, is it populated. Let me tell you something. I see this scene of just all these people floating around out there and do like to me that would not in any way be a vacation. Like no, I'm taking a vacation is... to get away from people and instead I'm floating in this water with who knows who. Nah, uh, that's horrible. Yeah. People the worst part everywhere. is some of the cities some of the cities they live in or even that is getting space. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. So, you know, it's all relative. Good point, Ryan Campbell. Thank you. For pointing me in the right direction. Uh, there's also a wedding party on a boat going on. There's a little dog. Does the little dog... Is that little dog the same little dog on the poster for the sequel? Yes. Wow. Good for you, dog. Getting a Yes, return. because that is, that's the big you know reveal at the end of the movie is the dog makes it. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, yep. So yeah, fun in the sun turns to panic. Uh, you got those that guy in that ball, like American Gladiator style almost. And he's just rolling over people. That was one of my favorite scenes. With a uh, smile on his face. Oh, yeah, he, life. He's just trying. He's It's fight or, fl- fight or flight, and his flight has kicked in big time. Zhu Chiao Ni Ziji. Is that a, okay? Uh, we apologize for anybody listening that. We have a big audience. That's in China maybe. or maybe, yeah, maybe I doubt it. Uh, so yeah. So the man on one team has got to attract the Meg away from the beach and start their whole plan. But now there's helicopters and they're, they're like, what's going on over there? So there's helicopters come and we get a classic exploding helicopter. And gotta then you, you got to have it. And then this is a moment where, it really felt very fast and furious to me. <laughs> they, yeah. He says, it's about the people you save. That's like their version of family. And this definitely does have a, a kind of a fast and furious vibe, just with sharks. I would say this is almost more believable than the probably the last five. Fast and furious <laughs> well, that may be true. So, uh, yeah, we get that. Su Yin gets to save Jonas's ass for once. Finally. Uh, you know, there's there's blood in the water. It, it just the end is as ridiculous as the entire movie has been, but really they really bring it at the end here, Ryan Campbell. Cuz you got to you got to do a lot to get rid of this Meg. Yeah, there's a is a it's quite the ending and uh you know, of course, you get the the great blow ups, shark blow up scene with bloods and guts and body parts everywhere from from this giant shark. So um, we get a little bit of everything. We get speeders and driving around, and it's it's all good. And and 
Jonas guts the thing and flies in the air and hops out. I mean, it was a really cool heroic like moment where he's out of the ship and it's just man versus beast. It was a really good ending. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone goes home happy. The Meg is dead for now. And it it says Finn at the end. Get it? Clever. Mm-hmm. I get Chad it. Cruz, your final thoughts on, uh, on the Meg. Your decision uh, to watch this and for us to cover yep. it. And you know, it was a first time watch for me and I enjoyed it. But but your thoughts. Um, I like it. I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it and I said this is just one of those movies that's fun. And uh, you know, I can t- talk a lot of shit here as we're reviewing it and make fun of this and that, but but it is one of those movies like you, know, you kinda of turn your brain off for a couple hours and just kind of enjoy the spectacle of Jason Statham fighting a massive shark. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a movie about a megalodon, <laughs> not a huge penis. Uh, right. but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It, it's, it's not going to like win any awards, I don't think, but fun. And it looks good. I mean, obviously there's been a ton of shark movies over the years. Uh, a lot of those sci-fi level movies, you know, this is a big budget. This looks good. Um, I'm very pleased with uh, you know, there, there was the option to rent this movie for $4 or buy the special edition DVD for seven. And I went with the special edition DVD and I'm glad because this is something I would probably rewatch at some point. Hashtag physical media. Hashtag physical media. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, as a first time watch, I loved it. Uh, again, it's, it's the perfect, perfect movie to kick off our summer season here on the Bulletproof podcast. Ryan Campbell, your final thoughts. Yeah, definitely one of those movies that I, I keep finding. I will find myself coming back and watching probably at least once a year. I'll, I'll watch it. You know, it's one of those good ones where you got nothing to do with sitting around. It, it's an easy watch. The quick watch, the fun watch. Um, it knows exactly what it is. There's definitely um, something to be said for when a movie isn't trying to be something that's not, we brought up the comparison to the fast and furious franchise. And I think that movie, it, it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. Like it, it, it does a lot of crazy. Well, I think it, it, that's been around for so long. It has to it keeps evolving into other yeah, things well, or devolving like, depending. But even like at the heart of it, it seems to think it's like this, but, this like serious, like movie about I guess, family. family. The, the heart the, of it is family. Yeah. And the, the Meg isn't trying family. to be any of that. It's like, you came to see a big ass shark, uh, swim around and, and wreak a bunch of havoc. And we're going to give you that. And it's yeah. going to, we're going to throw some jokes in there. We're going to throw some swerves at you and you're going to have a good time. And let's revisit that statement when we are covering the Meg seven. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're like, I just picture like the Meg with sunglasses and like a gold cross necklace. And, around and yeah. It. And Yin and Jonas have other kids now. And yeah, it's but for you know, now. It, it's, it's good stuff. Um, one thing that I, I'm not even a criticism, but just something that's kind of, I'm surprised they they show this much restraint. And I think it might be because of the Chinese money and influence in production. There's not a huge body count in this movie. Um, you know, the thing swims into a loaded beach and like, I remember seeing the trailers and the commercials and your thought is, Oh yeah, it's going to open its mouth and just eat like 300 people. And it really doesn't like, there's not a huge, you know, body count. A lot of deaths happen off screen. We don't see like a ton of like gruesome stuff. It does look like the sequel is going to have a little bit more of that. If you look at even the initial trailer, the one where the girl's standing in front of the glass and she's like, it's sharp. It's Meg proof glass. And it just crunches through and eats her. It's, it's pretty hilarious. 
Um, so it looks like we'll get a little bit more of that in two, but yeah, not, not a really high body count for a, for a shark movie, but not holding that against it. Just an observation I have whenever I watch it. All right. Well, there it is. The Meg and the Meg to the trench will be coming out. I believe August the 4th uh, of this year. So maybe we'll cover the Meg Two at some point down the road. Uh, I do know what we're going to be covering on bulletproofaction.com, And there's a lot of superhero stuff coming out summer is here summer is here it's superhero season uh the brand new spider-man movie i will actually be covering that i probably am not the best person on the team to cover it but i'm the one who got the press screening invite so i will be covering that one Uh, i believe the toy man talked about checking out the flash which has the return of michael keaton's batman so we'll have that uh chad cruz will we see Jet Lee. Um, I can say that uh, there is a Jet Lee movie out there that uh, you know, first time watch for me too. So I'm pretty excited about uh, watching it, doing a review for you guys. Yes, Jet Lee's coming. Get ready. Let's go. Let's go, Ryan Campbell. Anything else you uh, are planning on uh, covering or? Or not. Yeah, I got a few things. It's been quiet on the TV series front. I guess that's because now we're in the summer and everyone, you know, it, it, we switched the focus to movies. But um, mm-hmm. I got a few things in the, on the superhero front. My Guardians review is still up. You can go check that out if you haven't read it yet. Um, you know, that's still somewhat new. Uh, other than that, just, yeah, keep tuning in. We've got Transformers coming up later this month. We've got, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of more movies leading up to the Meg 2 at the end of the summer. But it's a it's a busy time this time of year with all the every, every single week a new movie coming out. Absolutely. All right. Are well, you, is he going to cover Barbie? Are you covering Barbie? I don't. I'll be there. Yeah. There's two. There's two movies that come out in the same day. One is a deep introspective look at you know society and what we expect, <laughs> and the other is Oppenheimer. Huh. Oh, thank. Take that. That's the second slam you got. Uh, Chad Cruz. Next mm-hmm. time here on the podcast. I yep. actually had had an idea, and I wanted to run it by you. About fucking time. Oh, Jesus. How about a little Blind Fury? Ooh. We've yet to a cover little, Rutger Hauer on this program. Rutger Hauer. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right. Well, there you go. It is going to Sounds be good. Blind Fury next time here on the Bulletproof Podcast. And as always, we encourage you to check out BulletproofAction.com and... Follow us on social media at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter and at Bulletproof Action on Facebook and Instagram. Anything else you guys want to say before I wrap this one up? Going once, going twice. Go to the site and just start clicking shit. (laughs) Thank you. Please, please do. Hashtag uh, Megalodon. All right, yeah. There's probably, there has to have been a movie like that. Porn parody. Do they still yeah, do probably. those anymore, or or do oh, they, they not do. even do full length movies anymore? Do they just do scenes and put it up on the internet? I don't know. I'll do some research. <laughs> Chad is more than willing to do I've that. Got research. my Google window open right now. I've given up on trying to find what the hell this boat is called. I am now focused on that. Now I'll see if you, you can two do just, that. You two just moan a little bit for me in the background while I do this research. Oh, okay, no. We're not gonna we're gonna go, I think it's a good time to go. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 